What up? This is Morris Hawkins returning to let you know that all past podcasts are available to listen to by visiting www.gamebanter.co.uk. Also Twitter, iTunes and Audioboom. That's futuristic. With more information here is my chick, my baby and my boo. Thanks babes. I have literally fallen head over wheels for you. Follow the Game Central podcast on Twitter at Game Banter. Also, at GC Lids Podcast for Rob. And at Uki, 3000 for Don. Remember you can also listen to all previous podcasts on the website. Enjoy the show. Leave the pressure, listen to the Game Central podcast, I'll test you. Do you know what you are listening to? That's right, you are listening to the Game Central podcast, episode 82. Those of you who are regular listeners to the show may have noticed that there was no podcast last week. This is because Don had to leave the country to find some new hot goss ip. Kind of like when we had to import large amounts of rice from China by a boat. That wasn't us, that was... Back in the day, uh, myself, Gareth and Don had to wait at the port for delivery of the Goss Ip. Unfortunately, when we opened the container, all we found was news that had gone off long ago. News stories such as Nintendo to dump the 64 Double D. <laughs> you know all about that, don't you, Don? Expansion from <laughs> N64. Microsoft aims to join the console war. Atari Lynx handheld. Is it the future of handhelds? And finally, Jimmy Savile to visit and open a new children's hospital it's uh, crazy just looking back at these stories at how such ludicrous things were allowed to happen people must have known the Atari Lynx had no chance <laughs> yeah you get it but luckily Don managed to order in another container of hot goss it and obviously the container had a warning danger hot caution contents he wouldn't have said that it would have just said danger hot contents Masturbation caused a situation at the train station which caused Gareth to fail his probation. But pity him not, as that guy has only had this week to play the fantastic Metal Gear Solid 5, haven't you, Gareth? I have indeed. I think that is such a great consolation prize. Or a PC-lation prize. Yes, because it's that's really good, Gareth. Did you think that? (laughs) Off the top of my head. Wow, and we also know that there's a lot of hair off the top of your head. So it has to come through all of that mucus and hair follicles. Because <laughs> your hair and your scalp are, have just got this thick layer of mucus in between. Oh, that's disgusting, it. Gareth. Yeah. Um, but that's good because it's allowed us to both play Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain. Yeah. Um, Don, let's start with how was your holiday in Spain? It was really nice. Did anyone did comment not... on your wife's breasts? <clears throat> no, um, because uh, the beach where we uh, were on a ho- we were a hotel basically right by the beach, and turns out they're big into uh, topless sunbathing on this beach. So oh yes, did she get her milkers out? No. What? But, uh, no, she just doesn't. Um, but there was a lot of uh, yeah. There's a lot of other... A lot of breasts everywhere. <laughs> yeah, some of which were, you know, quite nice. 
And no, yet, what? Don, you were the biggest tit on the beach. Yeah. Oh. Oh, Did you go topless, Don? If I went topless, I'd have come back as a fucking burnt lobster piece of toast. Burnt uh, lobster fell, piece of toast. Beach, as it was, and burnt yeah. my neck. And that was only about half an hour. So, uh, yeah, but it was really, really nice. Uh, I definitely recommend going to San Sebastian. The food is amazing. Um, and there's there tits. Is, there's a lot of the uh, lot of breastage, um, yeah. a lot of it quite young. Because... <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> By which I mean like nineteen-year-olds. Oh, okay. Is um, there an age limit? Surely there is. I have no, I have no idea. Oh, God, I have no idea what dangerous. the rules are of the beach. All I know is you'd look around and suddenly a nineteen-year-old has put a beach towel down 20 feet from you and you go I couldn't uh, do it I, I couldn't, couldn't have... do it I know Gareth couldn't do it well, I could have thought <laughs> to get over there Gareth would be salivating yeah but the food there is fantastic the weather was really nice despite it being predicted to rain the whole time there was a thunderstorm but it was at night one time and that was very pretty um, and uh, what else there was something else I was going to say about it did you I see Hideo Kojima there? Can't what, 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 what it was. Of course he did, uh, Oh, that's what I was going to say about it. Hideo Kojima was not there, strangely enough. Um, not entirely sure why, because he's normally right there where I am. He is. Like a little stalker. But one thing there's a, a shitload of is people jogging and small dogs and uh, skateboards and bicycles. Every motherfucker is jogging or on a bike or a skateboard. There's just hundreds of them everywhere. And it's probably because there's breasts stop. everywhere. Stop. People need to burn off that adrenaline. <laughs> yeah, they're all jogging. Like, I must be, I've got to find an, a, some kind of form of exercise that means I don't stand on the beach for any period of time. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm running past jog. the beach. I'm not lock- yeah. looking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the, but... the, road, the, kind of the, the pathway is quite wide, but it's like a pedestrianised road sort of thing, is, is elevated above the beach. Because you walk down some steps to get to the beach, so you can run yeah. past the beach and look down onto the beach of people. I bet you can, Don. Yeah, you can. And our hotel was uh, just overlooked the beach, overlooked the bay. Oh dear. Really nice. Oh dear. Not for that reason, just because it was really nice, fantastic views, very um, pretty place. So why didn't she take it. her top off? Well, because she uh, doesn't need to. And she burns quite easily as well. Oh, maybe. here we go. No, I don't know. It just wasn't wasn't the thing. Yeah, she I doesn't like getting her tits out. I presume that was probably the main reason. Yeah, but when in Rome. Yeah, but we weren't in Rome, though, were we? Well, you're listening to the Game Central podcast, telling you where the best breasts are located <laughs> across the world of beaches. Northern uh, all... Spain. Northern Spain. Thank you very much. Um, today we have an absolute fantastic show, and I wouldn't just say that because I don't lie about. Don. What are you eating? <laughs> uh, since I've been rumbled, uh, they are Fox's Chunky Cookies, the extremely chocolatey variety. Do you think that's wise? Uh, I think it's necessary because I'm bloody hungry, but probably not wise, no. I uh, therefore stop. Well, you know, you can mute your microphone. I guess. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that would be one thing to, uh, to do. I'm out of practice. It's been, you know, two weeks. Yeah. I mean, I I reach climax several times throughout the podcast, but you won't hear a peep from me. Uh, We've obviously got the lovely Don's Hot Gossip, which is gossip from all over the world that he's got from all different kinds of sources, so you don't have to. We've also got the regular news. Uh, It's no less important than the hot gossip, but it's more regular news that you'd hear in your everyday-to-day life. Then we've got our You Say, 
We Play. I think that was what it was called. Uh, I've got no sort of documentation to let me know what it was called because my phone is actually broke at the moment. <coughs> uh, the back button on my iPad, on my iPhone has just fallen out, so I can't go back. Never mm. go back. Uh, and then we finish off, as we do every week, with what have we been playing. It sounds so boring and awful. But before then, let's delve into Don's mouth and find those cookies crumbling away down his esophagus. Probably not his esophagus, because that would kill him. Um, and let's listen to this week's Hot Gossip. It's good to be back. <laughs> seamless. Oh, totally seamless. Uh, no one will know through the power of editing. Um, well done. Yeah, so uh, had a nice uh, nice holiday, and it's funny that in your intro... Oh, did you? Fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> in your intro there, Rob, you said uh, something about crumbs, I believe. I did? You did, which is uh, quite a coincidence and quite oh. fortuitous, because uh, this week's a little bit of gossip. gossip. It's a small morsel of gossip, but it involves... So, so are you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, I wish I'd never come back. It involves the uh, involves the game Toast, which some of oh. you uh, have heard of, no doubt, but probably nobody bothered playing. Gareth may have played it. It's kind of his sort of thing. Yeah, what, what's right? the meaning behind it? It's, yeah, is it about toast? It's about where you play as uh, a slice of toast. Although I always thought bread. you played as bread. Yeah, you, bread. you don't. You mean I am bread? I mean I am bread, not toast. Why was I thinking? I was thinking toast because I'm hungry and I'm thinking about making toast. No, you're not. That's why. I am thinking about it. Sorry, at, le- at least no one will hear this stuff. No one will no, 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 I am toast, is it? At least everyone stopped listening because last week there was no podcast because you two just couldn't be bothered without me. Guy Whitlock's fault. Yeah. Guy I... Whitlock's fault. Prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you all. Um, so, yeah, in, in, in that vein, uh, actually the pit of gossip this week is a small morsel and it is simply that uh, there is now a rumoured sequel being made to I Am Bread. <laughs> Uh, What's it called? Uh, this is not gossip at all. <laughs> it, it is seriously. And no, it's, it's called... not. Don't don't shush. This is my section. Okay. And it's called I Am Tea, where you play a cup of tea instead of uh, instead of bread. But obviously they're they're changing you know something about the dynamics of the game and the way it works because you are a liquid. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not being rude, Don. But shouldn't it be I Am Water? Because... No, because you are your tea. Yeah, but bread turns into toast, so surely. Tea would start off as water. No, no. So you what don't... would you do as tea? I don't know. I'm not making the game. I'm merely reporting on the no. gossip about, you know, the industry. Okay, I suppose it is gossip that like, they've got to have these conversations, don't they, at a later date? Go- yeah. Yes, well, I don't... early. Look, uh, plus I've been on holiday, so, you know, I haven't had as much time to delve into, you know, the <laughs> darkest areas. You've only gone half deep. <laughs> I've only gone halfway in and then I've had to pull back out rapidly. <laughs> and this is what you've come out with. This is what's come out in the end. Yeah. Uh, some, uh, <laughs> some, some liquid tea. But well, I think yeah. that's a nice bit of gossip. I think because um, a lot of people like that game. I've not played it myself. So for there to be a sequel in the works. Um, <laughs> oh, there to be a sequel in the works. I think it's, it's a good thing. We like a bit of you know. It's nice when indie games get a sequel because it means they've been a bit successful and uh, the teams often deserve an extra bit of support. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> let's hope that comes out and we'll all be looking forward to it, Don. Thank you for this week's Hot Goss It. Obviously, being elitist, uh, we here at the Game Central podcast absolutely hate game. Um, we don't agree with their pricing policy. We don't agree with the way that when you go in there, they ask you if you want to pre-order another game or you want to buy the official strategy guide. No, we don't. Thank you very much. And another thing we won't be doing ne- until very soon in the future is Super Mario Maker. Order a game from game. What do you expect to happen, Don? Uh, for the order to be, you know, to go through, for me to pay my money and then to deliver it. On exactly. Time. Yes. What about you, Gareth? Uh, well, I mean, if I'm paying uh, £35 for a game and I don't get charged almost 250 quid for that £30 yeah. game, then I consider that a disappointment, personally. Well, people have complained about being charged upwards of five times. And we're talking about... £230 here. So if you're like me and money's tight, um, you know, that sort of money can plunge you deep into your overdraft and cause you to incur bank charges. So we're not talking about just a simple refund from game side. We're talking about having to reimburse people for actually putting it. I think it's ridiculous. They're blaming computers, which, you know, is all very well and done. But you can't just say, oh, it was the computer's fault, as if the computer's a, a sentient being. You know, we're only a few steps away from Skynet. And I said that to the guy from game, didn't I, Gareth? You did. I said to him specifically when we called up, I am scared. I am scared of the Terminator. And he said, oh, don't worry, there's nothing to worry about. What if that sentient being, the computer from game, takes all of that money, combines it, and buys a gun? What if? Exactly. So, have they resolved? Have they resolved the problem yet, Gareth? Um, I'm not hundred percent sure. Because knowing game, they'll probably say, "Oh, sorry, we've gone out of business. We can't fucking do anything." Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe. But like, the, it, man, it's just such a weird <coughs> fucking situation. There's a quote that someone uh, on this news story gave uh, with the name Toaster O Five, which is ironic. Oh, from, oh toasters during that era, they were really stand out. Yeah. Uh, they say, the situation has gotten worse since I and several others on the forums woke up to find we'd have been charged again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they tried refunding people, but the computer took more money. Yep. <laughs> and what can you do to a computer? Like, the computer's going, I don't care. What are you going to do to me? Fire me. I don't care. What? <laughs> and that's the problem with computers. They don't feel remorse. They do not feel pain, and they simply will not stop until they empty your bank account. Yeah. Potentially, this could cost game a lot of money, because if you go into your overdraft, sometimes it'll charge you like 30 quid. Yeah, and I mean, then it's like a pound a day. Then it's, obviously, if they've gone over their authorised overdraft, sorry, we're not sort of financial authorities here, but if you go over your pre-arranged overdraft of your bank, then you could be hit with real big charges. So... Mm. We're not, like I said, we're not even talking about the refundable money that they're going to give people. Uh, we're talking about the money that they're going to have to give people for incurring bank charges. But we know they're going to make it a big, long sort of hassle to try and get back here. Oh, we need you to send us proof of your bank details, send them off to blah, 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 hoping that people don't do it. But I hope they do. And game, don't blame robots. <laughs> it's all going to say game over. Don, you say it. Well done.
Game over. Nice. There we go. Uh, Borderlands the game to become Borderlands the movie. Now, uh, we always seem to be saying, oh, such and such is going to be turned into a movie, but we never actually see them materialise. The actual movies made from video games, they tend to be awful. I was watching a Tekken film. Well, I say watching. I put it on, then laughed, and turned it off again. <laughs> they're such low budget that they're awful. Um, they don't. They seem to get announced, but they don't seem to ever move forward, or you never see the development or anything like that. I mean, Gareth, you're a movie expert. Why is this? Um, mainly because they're usually pretty terrible. The new Hitman movie came out in America like this week, and everyone says it's garbage. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Resident Evil films, even though there's about six of them for some reason. Yeah. Pretty terrible. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie, famously horrific. Yeah, Street Fighter, horrific. But, you know, the thing about making a Borderlands movie is that that Mad Max movie came out and everyone fucking loved it. Yeah. And the Borderlands universe and Mad Max universes could basically be the exact same universe. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's what I said to Becky when we were watching Mad Max. So I'd never seen Mad Max before. Um, and I, I was watching the Mad Max film. And I just said how, obviously, pretty much everything was like Borderlands. Down to the enemies and stuff like that. And the names of enemies is pretty much things that have been lifted for Borderlands. And, you know, I don't know how you could make a Borderlands game... I don't know, it'd have to have that feel of Borderlands, which in itself is quite hard to get. If it was an animated movie or something like that, it'd be quite good. And I mean, sort of stuff like comic books, they're quite good in animation as well. I was watching mm. a Batman animation the other day. Not a childish one, Gareth, it was like a 15. And uh, it was about the Suicide Squad and stuff like that, and it was quite yeah. good. And I think, I mean, you don't need a big budget when you're doing them like that, and you can stick more faithfully to the vision of the original developers as well if you use that kind of cel-shaded cartoonish approach of animation I think you could pretty much do it but I don't think you can make a live action movie that's going to be able to be compared to Fury Road it's, it's just it's not going to happen and it's going to get compared to it and people want to laugh yeah the problem is that now Fury Road's come out everyone's just going to think when this eventually comes out in probably like six years <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, what's yeah. this Mad Max rip-off? Yeah. yeah, it's like you get those Terminator rip-offs, don't you? They're really awful. Or the Predator rip-off. I can't remember what they're called. But you get these DVDs and HMV or whatever. And they're like... They come out like a little time after. Like Psycho Cop. And things like that. They're awful, awful films. Uh, but they're just there to run in the slipstream of the big AAA release. Yeah. Um, I, there's room for this, because... Borderlands is always That's what more she said. <laughs> Borderlands would be sort of set in a Mad Max style universe, but it'd be it try and be a comedy, I think. Yeah, like, but I mean, uh, games themselves are pretty much derivative of movies. Yeah. So the, as we'll see with Uncharted as well, people say, "Oh, wouldn't the Uncharted movie be great?" But would it? We don't know. Uncharted fans, uh, Uncharted for a Thief's End is to hit stores on March 18th, 2016. Now, this is the game I'm going to get a PlayStation 4. 4? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't know. It's just one of my favourite gaming series, and when it's out, I think I'll literally itch 
um, my inner fire until it, it's bleeding and my family uh, my family are forced to stop it by buying me a PlayStation 4 Gareth you, you love Uncharted don't you uh, not really no well, Don you love Uncharted Don has a PS4 so. Don has a PS4 and uh, Don's never played Uncharted oh my god so, uh, so yeah he's very much looking forward to playing uh, all, all the others is he yeah I'm looking forward to it it's just that likely never happen it's like the yeah. way I'm still looking forward to play Red Dead Redemption but it's still in a cellophane <laughs> wrapping on my 360 do you know what Don I, yeah. Don I would love to wrap you in cellophane <laughs> and just leave no breathing holes whatsoever <laughs> yeah alright if you still have some leftover Club Nintendo points now these these are things you'll find in the little game cases I didn't even realise that till the other day um because I'm not one of these people, you can buy for 2,000 stars the goodbye coin. Now, this is Luigi and Mario looking off into the distance and just waving and saying goodbye. Uh, it also comes in a lovely little purse with maybe fuck you written on the front, but I can't tell because <laughs> it's in Japanese. But knowing the way Nintendo are at the moment, that's probably exactly what it says. Yeah, except you, uh, you can't buy it because it's sold out within about two hours. Yeah, I can imagine that, Don. Uh, and, I'm for- and annoyingly, I, uh, I tried to get this coin, but Nintendo, brilliantly, um, have completely forgotten my, my login. Yeah, so, but where do you get your Nintendo points from? Uh, from registering my consoles and... Uh, what consoles? Your Wii U? That you Wii U one game and, on? and your Wii. You can register your Wii and my 3DS. Uh, and you get points for that. And you did a survey for a couple of games that I bought, like Mario Kart 8 and Pikmin 3. You do surveys and you get points. Plus there's the stuff that's inside, like you say, the scratch and sniff stuff that's on the inside. Uh, that's um, just for you on your local game shop. Yeah. I'll put your scratch and sniff in there, Don. <laughs> okay. Okay, sorry. Is that what she says? Um, Club Nintendo, well, it's the very last item. It's a shame. It's a good idea. But um, now I understand why there's people out on the game forums on the internet asking if anyone has unused Nintendo points because they're being a little bit naughty, probably. Maybe. I've got loads. I'm not giving them to anyone. I'd rather let them expire. You can't get this coin. You can't. It's sold out. It's it's sold out within like an hour or two with it going live on the store. And I tried to log in, but it wouldn't recognise my network Nintendo network ID, even though it's totally correct. Went on my Wii U, put in the exact same stuff, and it logs in just fine. So fuck you, Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo, fuck off. Their websites are terrible. Nintendo's whole internet of things just doesn't work properly. It feels like their website is, was made in the 90s, and it looks a bit nice, but it feels like every time you're logging into it, you're going back in time, and it's really shoddy and doesn't quite work properly and it, it, I don't know something about Nintendo's online stuff on, on, their, on the internet the website stuff just feels just incomplete and a bit shit well that's Nintendo for you <laughs> yeah uh, on this new uh, this next new story Gareth's probably going to have to check it up because it says that there's four new characters coming to Mortal Kombat X in the first half of 2016 now that's pretty crazy for a game like this. That you know, it's still a full price title, but you'd, you'd you'd think who would still be playing it? You have to be pretty hardcore to be playing it at that point. And there's a tweet from Ed Boon saying, "Who's next? Tomorrow?" Question mark. And that was tweeted on the second of September, Gareth. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe he would have announced who those characters are. 
So if you could just find out who they are. He, he's, he's not. But he's got who's next, and then he's got tomorrow, question mark, on his Twitter post, and that was posted on the 2nd of September. Yeah, the the news story that came out of that was them announcing that they're going to release four new DLC <sighs> characters next Get year. Get a life. <laughs> I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind playing Mortal Kombat Kiss, but you've got to get it as well, Gareth, and then we can pretend that we can play each other online when we can't. Because you don't have Xbox Live Gold and anything no. like that. Uh, the first batch of Fallout 4 DLC will launch early next year. Let us play the game first, but fans can buy the season pass now. Uh, I don't know about you, Don, but I find it very hard to get excited about DLC for a game that hasn't even been released yet. <laughs> yes, I totally agree. Gareth, do you totally agree with us? Yes. Give us one of your analogies. Go. This is like going into the drive-thru at McDonald's. Yeah. And then you tell them what you want, and they hand you, like, gherkins and lettuce. Yeah. And then you drive up to the window, and they give you the rest of the burger. Yeah, but you have to drive really slowly, and it takes a few months. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, Well, that's nice of them. You know, I think... The thing is, some news stories are so obvious, aren't they? That you know, they're not going to say, "Oh, Fallout 4 DLC to come out before the game's release next month." <laughs> you know, that's not going to happen. So, obviously, it's going to have DLC, and yes, funnily enough, it's going to come out after the game's released. So, it's not really a news story. Uh, Nintendo discussing a return journey to Super Mario Galaxy, which many herald as the greatest Mario games, and Gareth is one of them. Yeah, those games are incredible. Would anyone disagree? I've never played them. <gasps> I know. Weirdo. Do you even have a Wii? No, I've never... My mum has one, but she used it to do some squats on Wii Fit, and that was it. Jeez. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, they And I dare not games. use it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Shigeru Miyamoto said in an interview that they're always talking about what a new Mario Galaxy would be like. Uh, the kind always. of at the front of their minds. Over their tea breaks, like just sit down. You're right, Shigeru. You're right, mate. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, can you imagine what um, a new Mario Galaxy would be like? And then they're just like, mm, yeah, it'd be really great, wouldn't it? And then they just talk about it over their lunch. <laughs> That's how I imagine it happens. <laughs> that, yeah, that sounds right to me. Yeah. Um, catch them all in the real life with GPS-enabled Pokemon Go app. Um, you know, that scary, is it, Gareth? Or is it something that you would like? Um, I, I'm scared that it will be something I would like. Yes. Because uh, I would potentially spend money on it, and I don't like spending money. I like having money. We know you do, Gareth. And the, the, and the thing is, uh, is it using the 3DS camera? It's not a 3DS game, it's an app. You're a, an app? Yeah, this is going to be the first Nintendo phone oh, app. God, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> Isn't it? It's going to be really terrible and basic and simplistic. Maybe, but compared to what it could have been, it could have been like Bejeweled with Yoshis. And then you match up the different Yoshi eggs and then the Yoshis pop out. It won't be too long, mate. But <laughs> but instead, they've gone for something pretty original. You know, your GPS-enabled catch Pokemon in the real world type thing is fairly cool. Yeah. You have a wristband that lights up and glows and vibrates 
And it's like, there's a Pokemon near here. Oh dear. And that's, you know, that's the thing. You put it round your cock. <laughs> but I mean, you could do. And then you walk up to a woman and you raise your eye, uh, you wink and go, there's a Pokemon round here. <laughs> It'll be romantic, but they probably won't do that. But they might do, because you know what Nintendo are like, that vitality sensor and all that sort of stuff that never really got released. Um, Pikmin 4 is in development and very close to being finished. And do you know who said that, Gareth? Was it Don no. quoting uh, Shinji Mikawi? No, it was Dom telling Shigeru Miyamoto via hot gossip and Shigeru Miyamoto then passing that on to the rest of the world. Now, this is a Wii game. Obviously, Don used to love it on GameCube. He used to love it on the Wii. And he's obviously going to get it again on the Wii U, aren't you, Dom? Uh, um, uh, no. I think I've probably had enough of it by now. Um, well, you know, it, it looks like the kind of game that once you play it once, you kind of get the general gist of it. <laughs> First came out in 2001, Don. It's about 14 years old, which is just right for you. Oh! <laughs> oh! Yeah. Yeah, you just agreed. <laughs> just yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gareth, if you had the opportunity to play Borderlands 1 on your Xbox One, would you jump at it? Would I have to buy an Xbox One first? You would, I'm afraid. Then I'd probably pass. Because the thing is, who's going to want to... The backwards compatibility, I've spoke about it before, Gears of War 1, Mass Effect 1, oh yeah, you're in the Xbox preview program, oh, please let me be like you when I grow up, <laughs> that sort of stuff. Um, but I can't think of, especially with the Handsome Collection just coming out with Borderlands 2, which, you know, I wasn't a player of Borderlands 1, but I presume it's superior to it, Gareth. Uh, yeah, Borderlands 2 is better than 1 in pretty much every way. Yeah, so it, for the life of me, I can't understand why on your Xbox One you would want to play the backwards compatible Borderlands 1. Because... No one seems to have the answer to that question. Because you already have Borderlands and it won't cost you anything to play it again. Mate, if you've chilled out an Xbox One, you better start buying some games with it. Not <laughs> not sitting there at home playing Gears of War 1 and Mass Effect 1, hoping that another Xbox 360 game gets made backwards compatible. Yeah, if you have an Xbox One or, or indeed PS4, then for the next six months you'll only be playing Metal Gear Solid 5 anyway. So, Gareth, stop so. giving people allusions <laughs> to what you actually think of Metal Gear Solid 5. The TPP. I'm just saying there's going to be a lot of that game to play for people. It's very there is, long. Gareth. But just stop, because you know what I mean. Destiny 2... <laughs> oh, Destiny 2, Garrett Don! Patch for the Taken King goes live. Here's what it brings. Off to our resident boar, Don Goss. <laughs> oh my god, this uh, 18 freaking gigabyte download if you're on PS4. 18? Eighteen, uh, and it was just the right age for you, Gareth. <laughs> oh no, legal age! <laughs> yep. What a burn! It took a lot of people freaking ages to download, um, but it—it's uh, the prep for Taken King, basically, and it also changes the UIs, the quest m- forming of every single mission in the entire game. It changes Dinklebot into Northbot. Um, oh, fucking hell! It introduces some new weapons, which you can start testing as of yesterday. Um, it's 
fucking hell. What else does it do? It does... A level cap? Level cap is the same at 34. Oh. Um, that will change to 40 if you buy the Taken King, which launches next Tuesday. But it's 34 for all players now instead it's, of just but, uh, yeah. the DLCs. Yes, that's true. It's 34 for literally everyone. So, thanks, Bungie. Um, good. Yeah. Basically, what they, they kind of do by stealth is they, they, they give people who haven't bought DLC bits of DLC content a little bit later on as time goes by, which I guess is kind of okay, because after a while, DLC... It sounds like your, your hamster's being experimented on. We are a little <laughs> bit like the hamster's being experimented on. Um, they've... Uh, what else have they done? Uh, they've added a whole load of like iPads and iPhones to the walls of a lot of places. Um, so things like your exotic weapons and armor now are blueprints, so that once you've collected one, you can just go there, even if you dismantle it, uh, or if your other character never found it, you can just go to your blueprints and uh, get it for a small cost of in-game currency um, on your other characters. Uh, all the vault space has been doubled, um, plus things like emblems and shaders now have their own little uh, iPad on the wall, so you don't have to store them on in your vault at all. You can just delete them and then collect them for free anytime that you like. So they don't take up vault space either, so that helps with the space as well. Uh, plus you can see a whole bunch of the new shaders, ships, emblems uh, that are available and the exotic weapons are going to be available. You just can't actually get hold of them yet until the Taken King drops. Uh, and the biggest thing they've done this week is they've opened up the Crucible, um, the new Taken King playlist, which are Rift and Mayhem, and the new maps for everybody for this week. Uh, they will then get locked behind the Taken King's uh, little door uh, next Tuesday when the Taken King officially releases. So basically, everyone's in PvP playing all the new stuff um, and trying to work out all the new weapon balancing that also was released at the same time to figure out which guns are now shit and which ones are now good. And it's all a little bit manic and disorientating. Which is a bit disorientating? like this. Disorienting. Disorienting. It's disorientating. You're right at the beginning. Yeah, I get confused with that word. It's, it's you know, there you go. Well, luckily enough, you don't have to use it much. <laughs> so you can live with that. Uh, this is true. Uh, okay, one thing that uh, wasn't mentioned in the patch notes by Bungie is that if you had any weapons or armor that weren't fully leveled before the patch, uh, if you go and look at them now, you'll find that all of the upgrade nodes have been completed. Um, so you just have to use your Glimmer, Relic Iron, or whatever it requires to uh, to fill them up and max them out now. That's your, level, that's your year one weapons, though. Um, so that saves you a shitload of grinding, to be honest. Um, and that also goes for any of your bount- uh, exotic bounties or exotic quests that were unfinished. They have auto-completed, so what? you no longer have to worry oh, about you must that. Feel like, what's that. How does that make you feel, Don? Uh, well, considering things like the Thorn Bounty, like I had, it took me freaking ages to do the first one, as you know, and, yeah. I was, and, and that was just the best gun ever when I finally got hold of it, and I was so, the feeling of actually completing that and going, oh my god, I fucking got it, was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and I've had two more bounties, one on each of my other characters, to complete, and I just haven't had time to do them. They've noticed auto completed, but the thorn has A, been nerfed uh, in the update, and B, uh, is rapidly going to, once Taken King launches anyway, and the new weapons all get unlocked, uh, that will rapidly just fall out of use anyway. So it's kind of half annoying and half, eh, don't really care because uh, it got nerfed and there's going to be a shitload of better weapons. 
coming next week anyway. So well, the hamsters have been brought up to the same level. Yeah, it is. It, it did help me out though because I had an elder cipher, which was one of the quests from the uh, Prison of Elders, and that would have required me to play a shitload more Prison of Elders, which I freaking have decided yeah. eight in order to complete that, um, and that's also completed for me. So I just picked up a Queen Baker's bow fusion sniper rifle which is actually pretty awesome thank you uh, so i got that for free for no effort so yeah. you know swings and roundabouts so presumably you don't really have to play taken king just wait till they give you everything for free <laughs> in a year's time when they unlock whatever the hell else they're doing next year yeah yeah when they release the cabal's <laughs> captain the actual destiny 2 ghost protocol <laughs> Yeah. That was quite a time. No, that's Alpha Protocol, wasn't it? Awful game. Well, Ghost Protocol is a Mission Impossible film. You're impossible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's the news for this week, Don. Thank you for telling us about Destiny. If we didn't have you on the podcast, we probably would never bring up Destiny. <laughs> yeah, you're literally you literally I'd probably wouldn't. only mention it in passing like we do with all the other stories but you know there's a big there's a big audience out there don and you're the advocate of <clears throat> destiny i am the destiny advocate uh, thank you very much hello everybody it's gareth here it's time for your weekly video game music segment which i know is your favorite part of the podcast uh, only you though everyone else uh, isn't a fan so I'm only doing this for you uh, this week's piece of music is uh, from I think a fairly underappreciated game from the uh, GameCube launch called Luigi's Mansion which is a game where Luigi tries to save his brother Mario by vacuuming up ghosts and it's uh, fantastic uh, I, th- I believe we got a sequel uh, on the handhelds, but never quite got the sort of mainstream acceptance. Maybe because it's Luigi. People just like kicking that guy when he's down. But either way, I love Luigi's Mansion, and I know you do too, because you're an intelligent person, because you listen to this podcast. So without further ado, this is the main theme from Luigi's Mansion for the GameCube, as performed by the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Thank you. 
Now it's part of the Game Social podcast where you, our lovely audience, all three of you, get to put your opinions across. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had myself uh, telling a, I forgot what the word was, but an unconscious but sexual story. This week, Gareth, would you like to pick the one that we have chosen? Uh, this week's suggestion comes in from Martin Fox. I assume he doesn't mind me saying his full name. He could do. Okay, well, then we're going to get sued. Well, or he could fine. be Grey Fox from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Maybe. Or Fox Mulder. Uh, here was his entire email. Uh, hi, guys. Say hello. Hello, guys. Guy. <laughs> How about you agree to play the same game and give your opinions on it? Or if you have the same platform, play some multiplayer together. Would be a great laugh to hear commentary on a racing fighting shooter when you're playing against each other. Cheers. Cheers? Cheers. Oh, okay. I was going to say when you're playing with each other's cheers. <laughs> so the problem here is that we all went for completely different platforms. Yeah, not knowingly. No, Don it wasn't as if you. Rob went Xbox One and I'm a PC guy. Yeah. But, the first bit, how about you agree to play the same game and give your opinions on it? Something we did in actually episode like 1 and 2, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did Half-Life 2 in episode 1, then episode 2 was Resident Evil 2. Yeah, but you didn't play them, did you? You refused flatly. Not Resident Evil 2, because I don't play scary games, because I get scared. There we go. But But, can you tell them what game we've been playing this week, Gareth? We have both. Not Don, because he had a life and experienced things (laughs) in real life. Even if he hadn't have gone away, he still wouldn't have played it, Gareth. That's Let's true. be honest. <laughs> we played Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Yep. Both of us. At the same time. At the, probably at the same time. It overlapped at times. Wow. But, um, yeah, we thought that it's, it's such a landmark of the game. We couldn't just put it into the rather boringly titled What Have We Been Playing? Uh, so I think it deserves its own feature. Obviously... The last podcast, we put all of our collective wisdom together to give you the whole backstory on Metal Gear Solid. Um, some of it is not really featured in Metal Gear Solid 5, uh, because obviously this is a prequel, so you won't learn about Sam Fisher and Agent 47 and <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but what I will say is that Gareth has found a new love, haven't you, Gareth? Uh, yeah, I, I've not played any Metal Gear Solid games before. I've seen Metal Gear Solid be played. Actually, what was it that made you buy it? Because you're one of these people that sort of go, oh, if it was an indie game, I'd buy it. Or, oh, what's the horse thinking? It's <laughs> that sort of stuff. We know what D-Horse is thinking. He's thinking, yeah. murder all humans. Oh, yeah. Because he's savage. Um, what made me get it was, first of all, the reviews were, like, insanely positive. Like, in a way I've not seen for a while. Uh, and then secondly, I heard about the base building stuff. The Fulton. Got a Fulton them all. It's basically yeah. Pokemon. You're just constantly collecting absolutely everything in the world. You attach a balloon to everything. To a bear. To a condor. Yeah, see, I haven't even done... I haven't done that. Not done any of it. Well, I've done it to humans, but I don't know why I'd want a bear back at my base. See, I don't know either, but all I know is, as soon as I saw a bear, I was like, well, I'm having that. Yeah, I think that's the difference between us. (laughs) I think, like, what could I do with a bear? 
and you think more like prehistoric man <laughs> with a photon system. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll, I'll figure out a way to use this bear later. So yeah. I've got two bears now. I don't know where they are. Well, you know, if you need a bear, you know you've got one. If if somebody knocks on my door and they're like, you got any bears, mate? Yeah. I'm like, do I have bears? Well, you don't know with Kojima, do you? <laughs> uh, Ocelot could turn around and go, Snake, we've decided to make you a new sneaking suit using the skin of a bear. <laughs> you, you know, I wouldn't put it past him. It could uh, happen at any point. So obviously, first impressions. We're coming out of sideways talking about the Fulton system. But, you know, let's talk about Garrus first. Because it's the same with me. I haven't played any Metal Gear Solid games either. You know, I was put off by the controls. I found it very clumsy. I didn't know why anyone could love a game so much. Yeah. Um, It starts off... I thought it had quite a weak opening. This won't have any spoilers in it, by the way. Just in case anyone's thinking, oh my god. (laughs) Well, I don't think I could spoil it even if I tried. Like, you wouldn't believe what I was saying if I told you. Um, aside from story stuff, which is incredibly confusing, even knowing the story of those games. Um, Gameplay-wise, it started off very low-key. I was very unimpressed. Very low-key? What's he doing in it? Oh, dear. Oh, look who's here. Hey, look who's here. Hey, look who's here. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> you're talking in a pub and there's that guy on the seats behind you and you're like, oh, glad he's not here tonight. Then you hear his voice, hey, guys, how you doing? And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, the one, who, the one who hasn't played it, the one that doesn't really yeah. support football teams, but has a good old conversation with you about it, as if he knows. Oh, yes. Yeah. They're, um, they try and shoehorn the game mechanics into sort of a cinematic feel, where there's a lot of things going on around you, and you're just meant to sort of hold up on the stick for a while. Yeah. Or, um, like, do certain... Like, this, when it tries to teach you how to shoot, the way it's doing it is almost part of a cutscene. Um, and it doesn't really grab you. Now, it turns out all those gameplay mechanics uh, work incredibly well in the open-world environment they've set. Just as part of like a cinematic experience, they really feel less than up to the job. But what, what, what do you think of the open world? Because, obviously, I find it quite basic. Mm. It's sort of it's quite hard to navigate sometimes. We're talking about a desert, an Afghan wilderness, um, and it can be quite annoying sometimes having to go past guard posts that you've already been past, because obviously it's quite mountainous and you're funneled through these sort of valleys. And I just found it quite—I don't know—I wouldn't say amateur, but quite sort of open world 101, where it's still quite linear, but it's still open world in the briefest possible sense. Yeah, I see that. I mean, first of all, the game's gorgeous. Like, when you're in the mountains of Afghanistan looking around, it looks phenomenal. But, like, what I found is that every single outpost I go past, I have to capture. I can't stop myself putting everyone to sleep and fulting them away, stealing their weapons. So you just fought on everyone? I, every single person I have knocked out in this game, I have fought That's just weird though, isn't it? It's, it's weird. Because they have no use to you. Some, some of them are pretty shit. Yeah. But then they just get put in the waiting room. Oh dear, this is Gareth's <laughs> god fucking complex coming through again. <laughs> it's like, I, I understand what you mean about like, it's sort of, 
they're making the game longer than it has to be by yeah. forcing you to play a certain way. Like, you can't really just go around a lot of these outposts. You can, if you want, but... <laughs> well, I can yeah. hear that. But there's uh, this incentives, like, there's always resources at a base, or people to Fulton who will have good stats. Yeah, but you've got to stop Fultoning people, Gareth. Fulton everyone. Alright, well, that's Gareth's big sort of advice. <laughs> Fulton everything. And the thing is, like, every time you Fulton somebody who's like, maybe they've got even average stats, Ocelot's always like, you're going to Fulton that cunt. Like, yeah. he always gives me sass about it. Like, dude, I Fulton like 300 people. You not notice that I just Fulton everyone yet? He's always like, you're going to Fulton that guy? I'm like, yes! Yeah. I Fulton everybody! <laughs> yeah, I, I Fulton everyone. Don't, don't, challenge my authority. If you challenge me, Ocelot, I will Fulton you. Yeah, he probably thinks that's going to happen. <laughs> um, but obviously, like we say, I I don't like Kiefer Sutherland's voice. Hmm. Um, I, I love Kiefer Sutherland. It's, it's not that I've got a problem against his voice as such. Oh, I don't want to watch 24, I don't like his voice. But because to me, he's Jack Bauer, whenever I hear the voice, it's Jack Bauer's voice. Yeah. Um, especially in this kind of action game as well. And I think... Even not playing any Metal Gear Solid games before, when I think of Snake and Snake talking, it is David Hayter's voice. And, okay, he's not the greatest, but obviously Kojima's writing and stuff like that is quite amateurish in some respects. And I think David Hayter's kind of hammy acting and stuff uh, helped the script in a way because it was quite cheesy and over the top. But when you've got someone as renowned as Kiefer Sutherland, um, it kind of it seems a bit strange. Um, yeah, it doesn't sit right with me. I, I but, agree with you. And I think Kojima agrees with you because Big Boss doesn't talk much like in missions no. and stuff. If you go into the cassette tapes, there's shitloads of Kiefer Sutherland talking as Big Boss. Yeah. So that stuff's there if you want it. But for the most part, when you're playing the actual game, some people will just be talking at him and they'll yeah. ask him a question and he'll just stare at him and then yeah. they'll just keep talking. It's like yeah. Kojima was like probably writing all these codec conversations and then when he heard the audio back he was like, maybe we should make these optional because yeah. this kind of takes you out of the experience a lot. It worked fine right at the beginning. At the beginning it's sort of like almost an out of body experience and that worked really yeah. well. But when he's saying the words, it's really odd. And sort of going from such a dialogue-heavy game um, to this, it feels kind of sparse, like you say. And, I mean, the information's there if you want it, but I'm not hearing Snake, I'm hearing Kiefer Sutherland. And I think that's one of the problems as well. I'd rather have had it as a nondescript voice actor than Kiefer Sutherland. But obviously, like you say, if we had to listen to him in cutscenes all the time, it would probably be worse. But it's strange that he's used so little. I don't know if he demanded money per word and they only had a certain budget. But there's sort of conversations where you'd expect Snake to talk and nothing comes back, like you say, when they're in a helicopter and stuff, just talking. But actual gameplay terms... You have to acclimatise to the way Metal Gear Solid plays because it's no good to walk around crouched. Like in games like Splinter Cell and stuff, when you're standing up, you're fully visible. If you're crouching down, you could pretty much get away with most things. Yeah. 
But you've got to remember that there's a third stance in Metal Gear Solid, which is the forward crawl. And yeah. that is probably how you want to spend most of your time when approaching uh, camps. And it takes quite a while. But like I was saying earlier, when it, when you take like 10 metres and you don't get spotted, that feels as rewarding sometimes as completing a whole level on other games. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And the tension and stuff, it's great. But at the same time, I find it a bit too much at times. And it's not a game I can sit there playing for hours because you can't go in it half concentrating or just to have fun. You have to be fully invested to actually scope it out because it's one of the first games that forces you to actually use all of the equipment at your disposal. Um, it forces you to scout an area first. It forces you to do reconnaissance of what being sort of a spy would bring about and I think that's very important as well and it's learning that you are sneaking past people these guards are smart and if you're simply crouching they will see you yeah. and I don't know if you had the same problem Gareth where you had to acclimatise to uh, Metal Gear's like this is our stealth this is the way we do stealth you have to literally be crawling on your stomach if you want to make progress yeah, it's it's a pace. It's not necessarily yeah. like a style, I think. It's just like every other game you can sort of run a gun. Which you can kind of do in this, but you die pretty quick. Yeah. Um, we want you to go at this certain pace. And it is very much like if I'm going into a new stronghold, I'm going to spend the first 20 minutes of that getting every angle I can on the place and trying to tag as many enemies as possible. Yeah, but you have to buy into that. Yeah. You can't do it any other way. You can't say, oh, I'll, I'll sort... Like, like Far Cry 4, yeah. for example, Far Cry 3. You can stand back and look through the binoculars and tag enemies, and it will help you, but you could still go in there, guns blazing, and feel sort of quite confident mm-hmm. that you don't have to sit back and tag everyone. In this, if you want to go about and get a perfect ranking without setting off any alarms or anything, you do have to watch enemy patrol patterns... You do have to uh, highlight them on your control. You do have to interrogate the enemies to find out where prisoners are because you'll come into a massive complex and there'll be multiple rooms and you could just be going backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. And the thing is, it takes you so long to reach that point where you're actually inside a an encampment because you've gone and you've infiltrated it from the outside that when you get in there, you want to be armed with the knowledge of what's in there where your target is, if you have to kill someone or you have to save someone, because you don't want to have to do all that once you're actually inside the encampment, because things can go very wrong very quickly. Yeah, when things go wrong in Metal Gear Solid Five, they've you're in the shit. Yeah, but you're then, in the shit. But then you don't have to play the game that way. If it like for main missions, I definitely will. But yeah. for some side missions. I'll just fucking call in the helicopter for support and it'll just gun everybody down whilst Aha's take on me blasts out of the speakers. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, and I I mean, that is what's awesome. And it's the sort of, the way the gameplay changes and there's been so many moments where I thought, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm being caught. Go to reset it, but then think, no, hang on a minute, let me just play about with the mechanics a little bit. And it's such a solid mechanic. You can't catch it out. 
you can't do any cheap tricks or do anything stupid like in most games. They'll come through a door. Like, for example, I killed a guy in the game at an outpost, <laughs> right? I heard a truck coming along. So I'm like, oh, shit, I'm just going to get caught. And I thought, no, actually, I'm going to pick the guy up, see what I can do. So what I've done is I've put him on my back. I've run over to the corner and I've thrown him down the hill, literally just held down B. Off he goes off my shoulder and he goes down the hill. Then I lay down and the truck stops because they've seen me. You know when that little target comes up to show that someone's seen you. And I'm literally just laying in the grass and they're all walking around as if they've seen something. And it's so tense. Something that's in any other game would just be such a throwaway thing. Sort of like I say with Far Cry again, an outpost, you overtake it, you drive off. But here, you don't want to get caught. You've got a feeling that you're invested in the game. And like I say, it doesn't have to be infiltrating a base or anything. It could just be something that happens as you're going around. And you don't want to be caught because you're invested in the story of Solid Snake and what's going on. And like I say, I've been working and I've been wanting to get home and play it. And obviously this Saturday, hopefully I'll get time to play it more in depth. Because like I say, I don't know about you, Gareth, but it's a game that I can't sit down and play for a long period like I can with Borderlands or Shadow of Mordor. Because I find it it requires so much concentration that I find that when I finish a mission, I've been hardly breathing or blinking <laughs> during that time. And, you know, when it goes mission complete, you kind of let out this big exhale. And I'm like, oh, do I want to do that again yet? So I'll put something mm-hmm. else on. So I don't know how it is for you. Yeah, it, it, it takes something out of you. Because every mission is like, it's basically like an hour and a half commitment that you're not yeah. going to be able to step away from. Yeah. And it it is insanely fun and well made um, but it just plays so well like the, the reason you feel like such a badass that you want to do all this stealth stuff is because you can you have so yeah. much freedom in the controls and they're so tight like as an example when you're on the ground crawling if you move the camera say to be looking at big boss like yeah. face on and then you press up on the stick he'll start crawling backwards you know yeah. like he won't spin round and crawl forwards you know yeah i found that quite off-putting at first because i was crawling backwards sometimes yeah but but then like if you're trying to crawl that way and then you try and turn you'll sort of crawl in a weird way but the second you press down like ready your gun no matter yeah. which way you're facing it's like bam guns up the right way and it's just like yeah it's got all these animation touches that make it look really really nice but then the second you need the gameplay it's right there for yeah you. and that that's the main thing for me it's like not only do the animations look cool and the game feels nice, but as soon as you need that tight gameplay, it's like, okay, you need your gun up right now, the direction you're facing. Even though you can see Big Boss is facing the camera right now, yeah, the gun's still going to be exactly where your camera's looking. And that's what I want, you know. Like, at first, I was, it was really annoying me, because, like, any time he has to turn around, he actually has to turn yeah. himself around. Even like if he's tank. lay down, he has to do the tank, like... Okay, I'm sort of crawling left and then like three point turn, but on his yeah. belly. Uh, but then the second you pull the trigger, no matter which way he was facing, the gun's just up and he's facing the way the gun should be facing. It's like, cool, that's what I want. I want 
I want you to be all flashy with your animations, but then when I need the gameplay, it's there. Yeah, and I, mean. I think um, Kojima has rightly reined it back, and uh, because to get a new audience, he had to do that. Yeah. But obviously, he doesn't need a new audience now because he's not doing it anymore. But it it makes you think and wonder why Konami just let him go because I've always said it's like Real Madrid turning around and saying, "Oh, okay, Ronaldo, you can just go now." <laughs> or Barcelona saying to Messi, you can just go now. When you've got someone in your studio who can output this kind of game that gets universal praise, hmm. why on earth would you treat him the way they have and just get rid of him? I think they just don't care that much about games anymore, Konami. But this must have made them some money. It's like the best-selling Metal Gear to date. But, you know, like you say, they probably don't care. And it's, it's such a shame because... Kojima to make big budget games there's not many sort of developers he can go to now in order to realise these kind of visions of his Yeah. you know to make this kind of game I don't think he could set up his own studio and go for that because you'd need immense funding which he probably hasn't got and he'd probably have to work with another developer but it is a shame and and like I say I, I do enjoy it and I've it's got such a... You, you feel a real sense of place and mm-hmm. you feel that you're just scraping the surface and I'm waiting for some Kojima magic to come into it and I don't think I'm quite there yet. I'm sort of... I wouldn't say I'm in the initial stages but I'm about 4% <laughs> complete on the right. thing at the bottom. And you don't know whether that's 4% bollocks like you get in Assassin's Creed where... It says, oh, you're 20% complete. And you say, but I've completed the main campaign. Yeah, but have you collected all the feathers and all these sorts of stuff? <laughs> there doesn't seem to be too many collectibles. Um, I mean, it, there there are things to collect, but it's like resources that will help your base yeah. out. So it's not, it's not, it doesn't feel optional. It feels like I have to be seeking out these stashes of diamonds everywhere so I can buy different camouflage or a better cardboard box, like... And I think that's what it's like. It's about, like Grand Theft Auto, it's all these little stories you have. Like, there was this, there's this one mission which doesn't give any story away, but there's three generals, mm-hmm. and they're all coming to meet in a certain space. And I got to the town first, set up my sniper point, but then I realised that I couldn't shoot all three at once, really, because my sniper rifle wasn't really up to the job. So I let the other two go, and I let one stay, and I shot one in the face... And the other one went to his inca- his base. So I followed him. And he was actually inside a house. And it was full of these guys. Anyway, I managed to get inside the house. And I knocked him out. Because I didn't have any silenced weapons. Mm-hmm. And I had to kill him. Which was one of the, the main things. So <laughs> What's funny about this is you're saying just like, and then I went to the next town. That's like 15 minutes travel time. <laughs> yeah. It's like 20 minutes getting out of the place you set up your sniper rifle in. 20 minutes getting into... Like, it just... It yeah. feels like... When you set out on a mission, you're on a fucking mission. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you always have to adapt. And that's this is what I'm saying. It's about making those split-second decisions which could lead to failure. And you have to improvise sometimes. Because I thought, okay, I've got to this guy now. He's on the other side of the wall. But there's people everywhere. And I don't particularly want to kill him here. Because if they find him, then I may not get out of here alive. Mm-hmm. So I saw, so I choked him out. And he was just um, 
stunned. Uh, and then I saw someone go, hmm? And he was coming towards me. And I thought, I'm not going to be able to just shoot him in the face. I'm going to take him out, take him outside the base, take him up to the mountain and just shoot him in the face. So I got him on my back, running towards my horse. I get out. None of them see me. Um, but instead of shooting him in the face, I used the Fulton system to take him away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the game told me that I found a, I, th- I forgot what it was called, a great character or something. It come up with gold because he was like A in everything. Yeah. So <clears throat> sometimes it pays to actually go another way about doing things and not just killing everyone, but thinking, could I use this character for my own benefit? Yeah, the game tells you straight up to kill those fools. Yeah, no one told me, kill them, or you could take them for your own means. Yeah. So I killed two of them, and this last guy, I thought, oh, I wonder if I could just take him to my base, and it turned out I could, and because it was such a hard um, soldier to get hold of, I was able to then just force and extract him, and he turned out to be a, a very sort of capable soldier in all areas of things at my base. Yeah, so for me, that mission... Um, I I started out quite close to where one of the generals was driving from. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll like set up C4 on the road. Uh, or like maybe I'll try and get my horse to poo on the road because I just unlocked that. Oh, yeah. And then I was like trying to decide like which one. And then his car like was driving up and saw me. So yeah. they did a U-turn and drove back to the base. And I could hear over their radio, they're saying like, Abort the mission! Abort the meeting! Everybody back to your bases now! Yeah. So then... I had to go to each of these generals' individual towns, which were now on high alert, and get in with everybody, like, getting ready for me, and it was like, man, it was so stressful, but it's completely different to the way yours went. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, it's like Ground Zeroes. I think what Ground Zeroes did was it got everyone ready for the kind of way that you can approach missions, is that there's not just one way of doing it. And that goes for every mission in the game, it's it's done in a way that you can approach any of them. They can tell you that there's a soldier that needs rescuing halfway across wherever, but because everything's set out in such a way, you're always able to approach it in many different ways. Yeah, and that's why, <coughs> like, I think I said this to you and Don, like, this is the first game I've played that feels like a next-gen game. Yeah, like, it like feels there's all like... these mechanics creaking underneath. Just like so many mechanics even just aside from the gameplay and all the game play like trappings like the stealth and the actual combat and stuff like all the Fulton stuff as well like the ability to build your base the way it adapts to what you're upgrading and like it just feels like this game wasn't possible until 2015 yeah and I've not played a game like that yet so it has it's like a thrill for me like I don't know if maybe The Witcher 3 was this for you yeah uh, but for me, it's like, holy shit, like, we are, we're in the next gen right now. Yeah, I think The, the Witcher 3 was very impressive, um, but in a more linear way, in that, you know, there were missions and you could sort of go about them, but it wasn't like a playground in the way that Grand Theft Auto, um, Metal Gear Solid is. And mm. you could say that, you know, all of these things that you're given, once you get particularly good at the game you could probably sort of take the piss out of yeah. <laughs> people because I've seen that on compilations of Metal Gear Solid 3 and stuff like that people are at such a level with the game that they can basically make whole encampments look silly mm-hmm. 
Or they'll say, oh, I'm going to go around and just choke everyone. Or I'm going to go around and attack C4 onto people. Or I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Or I'm going to really confuse them. But I never got to that level on Grand Theft Auto, uh, Metal Gear Solid. And I never could. So I kind of just accepted it. But playing Ground Zeroes, it's more of a Western style action control scheme. So more used to it. And I couldn't, like the fixed camera perspectives in Metal Gear Solid, I couldn't really deal with, couldn't handle that. Um, It just always felt a bit stiff and a bit weird for me and a bit clumsy getting from the different stances that I never liked it. But, you know, games now, they... Like you say, this game feels like a living, breathing area where different things are going on, if you're there or not. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's very, very impressive. I'm kind of missing the more linear sort of environments where, because it does feel so open. It doesn't feel like you're kind of in a big building or anything. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> But, you know, in Metal Gear Solid, in the past, you was uh, sort of going through a forest, then you'd come across a different area. I'm, I'm pining for some grass or some trees. I have a feeling there'll be different environments, judging I've, by... Some there is the another, stuff. yeah, some of the stuff I've seen, there was sort of rivers and trees and grass. Yeah. So, but it's, it's very sandy, which is nice. <laughs> it's interesting, but, yeah. sandstorms and stuff. Like I, it's the game is whatever you want it to be. Yeah. It accounts for so many styles of play. Like me, I just want to collect everything. I want to have shitloads of people in my mother base of full and everything. I also want to play stealthy, but sometimes I just want to call in a helicopter and, like I said, have take on me playing over loudspeakers yeah. while it fires missiles at everybody. Finding cassettes in this game is amazing. Yeah. Like, I was like, no way is that uh, Rebel Yell by Billy Idol. Rob that tape. And then I was like, well, that's going to stay my helicopter's tune for the whole yeah. game. And then I was infiltrating a place and I was like, is that take on me? Yeah. Like, I couldn't quite hear it. And then I was like, moving around, edging closer, edging closer. And I was like, yes, it is. And that was like, that was incredible for me. I just yeah. love shit like that. It's just the next step up in stealth. I just never saw it coming. Mm-hmm. That I'd be able to blast take on me at Soviet troops as I fire missiles at them from a helicopter. That is a, a bunch of variables that should never <laughs> exist, but do. Yes, they do. So, obviously, Don's not going to play it. Don's um, asleep. He's, yeah, he's, he'll just play the Taken King. Don uh, really likes everything he's seen about Metal Gear Solid 5. It looks amazing. Even just the little details that are in there, the little secrets you can discover that you can talk about. And yeah. Full-toning things, it just looks like the most fun. You can do full-ton travelling as well, by the way. Did you know that? I did. No? no? Let's say you take a crate, a big a case or something, that you can climb on top of, full-ton that, and get on top of it. I don't tell Gareth that. Oh, and it'll whisk you away. He'll be full-toning crates now. <laughs> he will literally... <laughs> There'll be nothing left. There's going to be there's going to be someone at some point who will go through and there'll be a video of him fultoning everything to possibly fulton in the entire game. Yeah, that'll be Gareth. (laughs) Every every animal, every crate, every enemy, just (laughs) the whole game has just been fulton to fuck. That'd be fantastic. 
just if you could fault on everything in what like one mission, even might be the first one. Whatever's got the least amount of things to fault on, just do absolutely everything. So there's just <laughs> nothing left. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be but cool. it looks amazing. The stuff you can just do with Mother Base itself is like a little mini game in itself. It looks awesome. It's fucking huge as well. Like I've been playing for probably I'd imagine like sixteen hours. Yeah, and yeah. I've, I'm still not even up to quiet yet. I've not. I've heard no, I've about her mentioned. over the radio once. Someone's like, <laughs> "Oh, there's this uh, sniper around. You might want to watch out for." I don't know where and she is, but she's been sniping people. And it's like, you wouldn't hear her on the radio because she's quiet. Yeah, exactly. Well said, Don. And have you have you noticed, Gareth, that like when you get blood on your clothes, it doesn't go until you have a shower at the mother base. Yeah, it just stays on for hours. That is mad. Like most <laughs> games, obviously, you get blood on you, like. Um, uncharted and stuff like that but it kind of disappears during it but I've not been back to mother base and I've just got blood all over me where I've <laughs> totally killed people been shot yeah there's actually and, oh, I don't want to give away too many spoilers I've, I've just been discovering all kinds of things about it and uh, yeah there's another little thing about stuff you've just been talking about that I'm not going to mention right, good. And also think, uh, best new character this year goes to D-Horse D-Horse oh but have you got D-Dog yet no, there's... he might be even better. They make or it she. pretty clear that there's going to be a dog later on. <laughs> You've not rescued the dog, Gareth? I've rescued him, yeah, but yeah. right now he's still just a pup. Yeah. Is it possible to kill the dog instead of rescuing oh it and therefore God. not have the dog I in the I think it probably apartment? is. It probably yeah. is. It walks up to you in a mission. I wouldn't put it past it. Because if you think, like, what was it? Was it Metal Gear Solid 3? Where that old guy, Sniper, the really old dude, who was yeah, fucking really hard. You could actually kill him the first time you see him, like when he's yeah. wheeled out somewhere in a cutscene or practically in a cutscene, and then that would be it. You wouldn't have to face him in this right. really hard battle later on in the game. So you could skip that just by killing him the first time you meet him. I think by looking at some spoilers, I'm depriving myself of things in the game because where yeah. I wasn't very interested in it, I knew I was going to buy it, but I wasn't pining over videos, sort of looking at every single piece that was released. I'm not experimenting probably as much as I should do, knowing mm. it's a Kojima game, because I'm playing it kind of like a straight-laced game. I'm doing exactly what's told of me. I rarely deviate from what's going on, whereas Gareth's more experimenting and fortuning everything, whereas <laughs> I'm just not really testing the parameters of the game. And Don's saying, oh, there's this, there's, that, there's this spoiler, whereas I'm may not come across for certain things like that because I'm not looking for them. If you if you go looking for them even a little bit, it's, it's like if you've been going down this one corridor and you're like, I know there's another corridor off to the side. I'll just have a quick look. And yeah. you look and the corridor is like just as long, if not longer, than the one you were already oh, walking Oh, Gareth's going into his indie speed now. Is <laughs> and then there's a like, mirror of you at the end. <laughs> if, you, if you start going down this path of like, I'll see how far I can push the game. Yeah. You're going to find that you can push it so far that you'll just get lost. That's what she said. <laughs> well, I absolutely hate it. I don't know about you, Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, loving terrible, it. Terrible, yeah. You know, there's nothing not to like in it. There's nothing where you can say, oh, this is annoying, or I don't like this. It's so consistent, so solid, that you get it. Yeah, so solid. No, I don't get it. Can you explain it? No, not so solid crew, Don. Solid, as in Metal Gear Solid. Oh, yeah. now that makes more sense. Yeah, it, it's just so polished. It's like, like I say, Resident Evil Revelations 2 last week, uh, the week before last, is they've got the basics right, and they've 
in this they've got the basics right. Yeah. So you get that sort of gameplay where you've got a village, you've got the AI, you've got this satisfying combat, you've got the satisfying sneaking abilities. You can then multiply that, add Infintium, and just copy it over and over again, and it will still be interesting because so many different things are going to happen. Yeah. Sometimes I like to put a nice bit of C4, stick it to one of their radar dishes, and when I want them all to panic and run off in a different direction so that I can make a run for a particular area, I'll set it off in the distance, and they think there's something over there, so they send out patrols, which leaves a big gap in their guard defence for me to just walk through. I like when there's like three people sat, like sat around or stood near each other. I'll shoot them all with a tranquilizer dart, but not in the head. Yeah. Which takes slightly longer to knock them out. Uh, I'll shoot like one, then the other, then the other, and they'll all just be like having a conversation. Then one will faint, and the other two will be like, "Oh God, oh what's going on?" Oh. And then the other one will faint, and the last guy's like, "Oh no, what's going?" On? And then he'll yeah. go down as well. It's like fucking with him. And that, that's good as well. Like when you realise that you know shooting them in the head is quicker because I was getting annoying because I was like, I was getting annoyed because I was thinking, how come sometimes people just drop? And then sometimes they're just standing there looking at me. And then you think, oh, it makes sense that if you shoot them in the leg, it will take quicker for them to pass out than if you shot them in the neck. So it's just, it's things like that. Really lovely game. And I expect, Gareth, that we will be fawning over it for weeks to come. Probably, yes. Yes. And that is, you email, play, we do as you say. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic game. Can you um, tell us about it, Rob? But obviously, Gareth, you've bought it as well. You're one of these people that usually likes indie games and stuff like that, with a yeah. deeper meaning. What made you buy this AAA game? Well, not only was it the reviews, yeah. which have been raved, just unbelievably high reviews, but it's also this Fulton system. Okay, tell it's, me about it. It's uh, it's like kind of like Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, where in Pokemon, you got to catch them all. Yeah. You get so five, you've got a fault in them all. Nice, <laughs> nice. Not as catchy. Uh, catchier. Yeah. Maybe. Not as catchy. Yeah, but it does catch, doesn't it? Yeah, it's that's good, catching. Dom. Well done. Yeah. Um, so, I bet you've been faulting <laughs> in everything, probably, Gareth. Yep, that's my did, strategy. Did you know you could fault in uh, crates? Really? <laughs> and stand on top of them, yeah. Wow. I like the way he has blood on him and then you wash it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, so, I like... Uh, have you seen bears? I've seen the bear. Oh, don't tell me you fought on one. I fought on two, mate. Oh, my God. But then knowing Kojima, you, you think, oh, I'll probably have no use for these bears. And then Ocelot will probably turn around and say, oh, we're going to make a super bear costume for you. <laughs> that sort of stuff. But honestly, Gareth, you say we play, 
was so concise this week that I've literally got nothing to say. Really? You completely yeah. drained. You've squeezed no. out every drop within yourself, and now you collapse on the bed, exhausted, with an empty sack. <laughs> yes. I played the FIFA 16 demo. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, ladies in there. No, I didn't. No, it's no point. What? No point. But that's the new. That's the new thing. It's all it's going to be is different skins, isn't it? It's not going to be like a whole different way of playing it. Like, wow. <laughs> Can you play women's teams against men's teams? No, that would be out of order. Okay. Okay, never ask that again, Gareth. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just common sense that that wouldn't happen. So, have you played anything, Don? Uh, I've not really been home that much to uh, play anything. I, I did play a little bit of Drive Club. Drive Club uh, got an update when I got back. Oh, yes. Um, Just for you. And yeah. Uh, so it added a new sprint mode, which is basically a challenge mode where you have short, very short bits of track sectioned off and you have to do a particular task like drift for a certain amount or uh, achieve a certain top speed within that tiny little bit of road. Um uh, and then just messed around with a bunch of new cars that I've not messed around with, really. Um, and just I just like I just like the game. Just like driving around, putting the drum and bass music up really high, turning the engine noise down, and just uh, sliding the fuck around corners and bashing into things. It's nice. Uh, um, if anyone hasn't got it, it's now on sale for fifteen ninety nine for the it's free. Sale. Mate. No, the <laughs> yeah, the PlayStation Plus kind of limited version. Is free always, um, but if you want the full game, fifteen ninety nine for that and the season pass, which gives you a shed load of more tournaments to do and more like pretty much doubles or even more than that the amount of cars you've uh, you can un- you can have. So for fifteen ninety nine, it's an absolute bargain. Wait. And if you have already got it, the season pass is now nine ninety nine for those who already bought the game. Did I uh, know that it, you could also buy that game? I don't feel like I did. Uh, I don't know. That's bullshit. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the the stuff, the the game that you get for free on PlayStation Plus is kind of a, a stripped back version of it. You've got one country, so you've got all the all the maps in one country uh, and race modes, but you don't have access to all the cars and you don't have access to uh, every mode and stuff like that. But you do have you can you can do a load of stuff in it. You can do all the trophies still and stuff like that, but you just don't have access to. Anywhere near all the content. Wow, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it kind of sucks considering it took an extra year for it to come out. But, you know, it's a really bloody good game. And if you like driving games, I highly recommend it. So, yeah, that's all I've really had time to play. Oh, Don, it's already sorry for you. And obviously you, Gareth, as well. <laughs> what the fuck? He's, he's in a box. He's, he's gone full on Metal Gear and he's uh, talking to us over a CB radio inside a box I reckon if you left Gareth in a box for a week you'd open it up and just be met with hair and obviously he'd be encased inside of it in a fetal position (laughs) the box would melt before that week was over that would be fantastic Gareth but anyway it's been a fantastic podcast Uh, I'm sure you'd agree I really want to go and play Metal Gear Solid yeah well you can do just that thank you you, Don you're going to get it Don you've got a week before more Destiny uh, thing is, I don't really have a week until more Destiny because I'm out Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll get back Monday night, which won't give me very much time to do much at all. And then Tuesday, 
bang, it lands. So I know I've literally, I've literally got one more night of uh, game time until uh, so it sucks. It does suck. I really want to play this game, and I will. I, I will do. I will I promise. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know how you can live, live with yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Let's end on a high. Yeah. Are you playing it right now, Rob? No, no, I'm just looking at the future. <laughs> what does that mean? No, I have no idea. Okay, great. But we've had a hard day at work, uh, and we're all going to love you. But we're going to love you and leave you. Okay. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. Join us next week where we will do some other speaking. But here's Gareth Williams with everything that you need to know about how to get in contact with him and if he wants to do any customer feedback. Uh, we didn't receive any customer feedback this oh, week. Oh, fuck off. What's we're the point? We received, <laughs> <laughs> we received some feature suggestions, uh, which obviously we only do one feature a week, so we couldn't get around to all of them. Uh, we're no. looking into making some of them a reality in uh, coming weeks. I think we, there was one particular that we agreed on that was really good that we might try and do. Thank you. Uh, but if you two want to contribute to the podcast, whether it be with an email, a feature suggestion, a song suggestion for the music section, or just a complaint even, then you can get in touch with us at podcast at gamebanter.co.uk. And uh, gamebanter.co.uk is where you can also find all our old episodes, links to the Facebook page, the Twitter page, the iTunes page, the Stitcher page, all that good stuff. Stitcher. I hardly know her. <laughs> hey, he does it every week. Uh, uh, right, so thank you very much. We love you and <laughs> enjoy yourself. Have, have one on us. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes. <laughs>